mental and physical wellness in, in this, this crazy, crazy world. world. I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. And that's our job, is to spark somebody else watching us. Welcome to the Black Spark. Welcome to the Black Spark. I'm your host, Nia. And I'm your host, Adar. And this is episode 17. 17. Yay. Yes. We're, We're almost at 20. We're almost at 20. Ooh, we got to celebrate then, too. Yes. That's pretty good. So we're like halfway through the year. We started at the end of January. We started January 27th, I think, is when we dropped the first episode. Oh, really? Well, the first two, I think. No, we dropped three, three. the first time. It was three. <laughs> so if we could get through this month with 20. Yeah. This month, June. Yeah, yeah. It'll be good. Yes. Let's make that happen. Exciting. Yeah. Ow. So we're still in quarantine. Um, is this really quarantine? I mean, we're still in lockdown. Is this really lockdown now? Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, because, like, you could go outside. There's still a global pandemic. Stuff. There's still a global pandemic. Okay, yes. we can agree on that. Yes. Well, let's like, check in. How yeah, was your week? Yeah, let's check go in. Go for it. So, so, I'll briefly say I allowed myself, I'm allowing myself to be a little, a little happy. A little inspired and encouraged by the few incremental shifts that have been made in response to the global, the global protests. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so the arrest of the additional three police officers in the George Floyd case, the reopening of the Breonna Taylor case, very exciting. And so there's a number of other things that have happened. I'm not a super fan of this whole Black Lives Matter painting that they put in D.C. on the ground. Because it's symbolic, and I was reading, um, I was on IG the other day, and somebody had, he posted what was in my head, but I didn't post that. So he was like, are we really celebrating this shit? Like, we gotta do more. Like, it's not the end. He's like, why is everyone sharing this? And I was like, I had that, I posted, I was like, I had that same reaction, but you gotta understand, it's a symbol. Mm-hmm, it's a mm-hmm. symbol. You have to understand that hopefully mm-hmm. it means that it'll jar people out of their willful ignorance yeah. as they traverse the street. Yeah. Hopefully it means that people will be uncomfortable enough to start paying attention and think about it. Hopefully it means that children will pass by and be like, oh, somebody at some point in some realm that has power cared enough to complete this gesture and maybe that that person has the will to assist in doing far more significant things. Right now let's just be happy that it's on there so people can yeah. see. Yeah. It, we, we, we won't imagine that it will move into actual action right, right now. And that's right my now. Thing. So like <laughs> my personal lens is anytime the system responds a certain way that looks like they're helping or, or, or trying to fix yeah. what the problem is, I'm always like, mm, what y'all doing? What y'all, they, what sneak they, shit is that, going That's on? not even a looking but, like it's trying to fix. I honestly, to me, that was just the mayor of DC trolling Trump, honestly. Oh, you think so? I mean yeah, because the mayor okay. said, go ahead and put this on the street right up to right the White House. Right on the damn street. It is right so there. It's, and renaming it Black, yeah. Black yeah. Matter, Black Black Lives Lives Matter, Matter Square. Square or whatever <laughs> I it is. That's so I, I honestly think it was just a troll move more so than like... Well, if I hope not. I do. I mean, I want it to be a troll move. I'm, I'm super excited about it just being mad trolling right now. Drama. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it just being really? a trolling move. Yeah. Damn. 
Nah, I'm not, I'm not hashtag petty like that. <laughs> nah. I mean, it's an inspiring it's thing an to inspiring see. Thing, it's yes. wonderful right there on yeah. the house we built. We yeah. built this shit for free, right? as Amanda right. Seals said. We I, built this shit for free. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm excited. All of those inspirational things, but also... You think it's a troll move. I love it. I'm loving the trolls, the all trollination right, of right, it I'll all. Be here, I'll be here for that. <laughs> I'll be here for that, too. Okay, well, cool. But, yeah, so, you know, the, despite all the other challenges going on, um, I allow myself to be happy with having seen that and the additional incremental changes that have occurred thus far. I'm still overwhelmed. That's what I wanted to say. I'm overwhelmed still. Just juggling everything is still a challenge on a daily basis. So we're doing it. But it's still a constant struggle within my being. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I'm doing. What's up, baby? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Mm. I'm still doing pretty good. I'm still happy to not be completely focused on death toll numbers and mm. that mm. kind of stuff every day. I'm happy to be focused on something that's starting to look more promising because last Saturday and Sunday and Monday <laughs> was when police were acting a hot damn mess mm-hmm. and so we were in the thick of it mm-hmm. but now as this week has gone on particularly coming into this weekend it's starting to look more promising so I'm actually doing pretty good this is the coming up on the last week of school which is a good thing great yeah. but kind of don't really don't make a really difference because <laughs> we've been we've been at home, been at home teaching them for the past three months, three months yeah. and they're not going to know no difference. I'm no. not going to be like, yay, this is the last day of school. Because then on Monday, y'all going to start a new yeah, curriculum, uh-huh. that mama mm-hmm. curriculum. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm happy that school is going to be ending so that I can do my own thing with mm-hmm. their curriculum and sure. get them up to speed the way I feel like they should be. And I'm hoping that it will give the teachers a chance to like really perfect their online distance learning situation. Mm-hmm, they, true, they did a good true. job, but I'm hoping that they will definitely start to streamline it more now that they'll have some time without having to do curriculum and instruction. So, right, right, right. Other than that, yeah, this week's been fine. Yeah. I, I will add one more thing. The mixture in my feelings is, is partly because we had curfew for three days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we had no curfew the last two days. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, because I mean, the curfew was a challenge for me. Given what I'm managing at work oh, and okay. the human beings that I'm responsible for, so and the changes to logistics. I mean, the curfew again. was like I had to order for my Postmates earlier. Oh, the privilege! <laughs> oh, the privilege! Oh, curfew! I'll just order it because I tried to of... order it the first night we had curfew, and it was like, yeah, oh, it was there's like, nah, no Postmates. It's not happening. Oh, now your your restaurant's closed. I'm like, but it's open all the time. What are you talking about? No, it's a curfew. Everybody's supposed so to show up. I, I didn't really home. get it the first night. But yeah, then... yeah, you certainly did not. You was like, should I order? I was like, who? What are you talking about? Nobody's supposed to be on the street when you order it. It's an essential thing. No, I'm just it's kidding. certainly not, <laughs> and especially not during a curfew. Just kidding. <laughs> But I got it together the next day, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, my, you did. I got my Brazilian food, <sighs> so tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Thai food the night after the child, yes, just did. too much money. Oh, good lord. Mm-hmm. Let's not talk about it. Let's not. <laughs> All right. Badoom tune. That's a great check-in. Let's talk about them damn kids. Them damn kids. Let's talk about them damn Ooh. kids. Do you have a them damn kids for this week? 
I don't have any 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 crazy funny spicy stories. I mean, they happened, but yeah, no. My damn damn kids is that they made it through yet another week of being at home and cooped up in a house. The two older ones are starting to be better, even better responsible older children when it comes to the little one. And so helping her out. And the little one's being a complete and asshole. The little one is being <laughs> such a jerk. Like she's being mean to them. She's hitting them, smacking yeah. them, pinching them, Talking pushing junk. them, squeezing her way in the middle. Yeah. And then she comes out crying, Tatum hit me. Well, what did you do to Tatum? Mm. Well, I was just smacking her. I just smacked her in the face. <laughs> you smacked us tonight, really? Okay, so what you think she's supposed she to do? She hit me in my stomach. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, that's, that's on what you. Happens. That's what happens. You feel okay? Yeah. All right, so go back yeah, and well, play. Be nice. Do? You got a crazy damn damn kid story? I do, and I'm just going to steal one that you should have written down because I wrote it down. Please do. So, Kyrie Kaden, our children are just not... <laughs> <laughs> they city kids. They are just not New Yorkers. Uh, and it's really difficult. LA babies. It's so difficult raising so them. spoiled sometimes. They're very, they're very, not, I won't say spoiled, but they're very, they're, they're not very observant. They're not very street smart. Mm. Not, well, Tatum is. Mm-hmm. And Sanaya's getting there. Kyrie, he's just a boy and he's oblivious. But <laughs> <laughs> this is not even about that. This is about how they speak. Mm. They don't know anything about just slang, Ebonics. African-American vernacular English. They know nothing of these things. They don't know anything about cursing. They've heard the word nigga. I don't think they know what that means or who or what or whatever. They think about that. I was like, my children don't know that word. They really don't know what that is. If they heard it, they would have no experience. None. They'd be like, Have no attachment to it whatsoever. They they think the S word is stupid. Yes. They think... um, The F word is fat. The F word is fat. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't call anybody fat. That's bad. That's a bad word. Mm. You should say they're chubby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what they say. (laughs) That's the nice way to say it. That's the nice way to say it. Anyway, I say all that to say. Today, we came back inside from bike riding. Kyrie took off his shoes and socks and runs to his father and says, Mm -hmm. Poppy, you have got to smell my toes. I just smelled them and they are mad stinky. Yeah, I did hear that. (laughs) <laughs> he looked at me dead in the eyes. I was like, yo, they man stinky. I don't want nothing to do with them, bro. I'm taking off my own shoes. He He's like got a giant cheese on his face. Ain't nobody trying like, to smell your cheesy grinning. ass. Stinky toes. Like, you got to smell it. Mad, mad stinky. stinky. I was like, bro, if they mad stinky, you can mad keep them. I don't want them. I'm good with just thinking that thing. But I was I was appreciative that he used it in the right way. He got way. it right. He got it right. He had the yeah. right intonation. Yeah. Everything it, it was yeah. perfect. It was it's, it's, it's chef's full. kiss on the, <laughs> on the New York City slang from my LA child. <laughs> yes. You know you know what's crazy? They also get some of their black slang from Teen Titans Go. <laughs> yes, they from, get a um, lot of their cyborg. of their ebonics and the proper way to speak when you're with your family. Boy. From damn popular culture. I'm like, y'all have co-opted the shit and regurgitated and told it to my children with a different color. <laughs> Green and brown. Oh. Oh, so interesting. Are uh, you ready to ask a die? It's time for Ask a Die, where we read and answer a question from you, our listener family. 
send your questions to it's the black spark at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at the black spark podcast. So the first one is silly. I got invited to my friend's house for dinner and found out they had a cat, so I faked an allergy. Oh. I don't eat at cat houses. Uh-huh. <laughs> we all went out to dinner, and I ordered the very thing I said I was allergic to. <laughs> they didn't call me out, and they haven't said anything, but now it's awkward. What should I do? <laughs> so wait, this person ordered a cat? No. She f- <laughs> you get it? <laughs> stupid. Die with his crazy oh, I love my jokes. <laughs> So, what the hell? Why you set yourself up like that, yo? Okay, so you faked a cat allergy. No, they faked an allergy to some food that was cooked so that they wouldn't have to be around the cat. Oh, I don't eat at cat houses. Mm -hmm. They faked an allergy to some food and then ordered that shit when they went out. Yo, you done bucked out. Oh my goodness, what should I do? Sweep it under the rug and hope nobody calls you out later. That's what you should do. It's, it's in plain sight. If anybody was paying attention, somebody going to ask you something about it at some point, and you can be like, yeah, um, about that. <laughs> Look, then that's when you got to come clean. If somebody ever calls you out, you have to come clean, because if they have both pieces of evidence, <laughs> you can lie again, but that's much worse. Just tell the truth and wipe the karma clean. should have told the truth in the first place. It's too late. They didn't ask me, what did I? What do I do and rewind the time and go back and do it <laughs> over again? They said, what do I do now? I done did this shit. There have been people, mm-hmm. you know who, who, who let their pets step on unbaked oh, cookies uh-huh. in order oh, yeah. to... You know, and then let them eat off the spoons. Put an imprint on it, and they think, oh, this is a cute little Christmas cookie. Look, Ooh. it's got my cat's, cat's paw prints in it. No, your cat steps in fucking shitty kitty litter, and then and you walks come around in... and licks themselves no. and walks. No, no, you're okay. gonna put it in the cookie. So you know you might be the cleanest person and you think the best of yourself, but if you are a super duper cat lover, which a lot of people are, and you let them climb up on your counters and you let them, I'm not, I, I you. Some people don't want to eat food prepared. In in that home. Well, that's the thing. That's the problem with humanity. Tell the truth. (laughs) They need permission to lie again. And I'm like, nah, fam, just tell the truth. The truth shall set you free. Boom. Boom. All right, you said this is a double-headed. What else you got? Kind of going with what the theme of the week has been. Racism and inequality and, sorry, that's life. That. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since born day. Just this week, <laughs> yes, we were no. really no, affected you. by it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. When did you have the race talk with your kids? Oh, when did we have the... When did I have the race talk with the kids? It had to be sometime two years ago when TJ was first in... No, not even. Maybe. Maybe when she was first in pre-kindergarten. Um, just... It, I don't think it was the race talk. We started talking about... It was looking for dolls and toys in the stores. And it started... Yeah. So it must have started before she was in school. Yeah, Because we have been looking for toys. And that's when Nia picked up on that all the white princesses are all at children's eye level. And all the brown people were adult level and, and higher. Yeah, so maybe maybe four years ago. Three to four years ago. Yeah, so and, probably around age... Tatum was like three or four. Yeah. 
Yeah, it had to be about three, four years ago. Um, not only the dolls, but also the fact that we live in such a diverse community. We have different languages. Foods smell different ways. Um, people dress different ways here. And so just talking to them about why people look um, different from them and speak differently. Do you remember starting the conversation about race earlier than the whole searching in Target for dolls? Um, no, that was probably when we started talking to children. Well, mainly Tatum, because mm-hmm. Kyrie's toys don't have races, mostly. They're all colored aliens. <laughs> she would ask why. She doesn't ask why anymore. I think she's gotten it. But she used to ask why she couldn't get certain things. She would point out mm-hmm. non-brown dolls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would say no. Mm-hmm. And she would point out different movies or or television shows Mm. that she wanted to watch. And I would say no. And she would ask why. And I would say, you know, it's really important for you to have and to see representations of yourself. Mm. So brown dolls and brown cartoon characters. People who look similar to you. Mm -hmm. Because we live in a world where... All of your magazines and all of the TV shows and all of the billboards and all of everything outside mm-hmm. is going to show you one kind of person, mm-hmm. one one standard of beauty yeah. and one quote unquote regular person. Yeah. And that person is not going to look like you. So it's really important in this house for us to make sure that you have things here and mm-hmm. watch things here that better represent you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while she might not have understood the word represent, she got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she understood. And so, yeah, probably around three and a half, four years old was when we started to do that. On her fifth birthday, because we do, we do kids' birthdays at ages 5, 10, 15, or 16, and maybe, maybe at 18 or 21, maybe. We ain't get that far yet. But anyway, on her fifth birthday was an actual big birthday party for her. And I told everybody, if they were interested in getting her a gift, everybody get her a gift that's a doll that looks like the child. Mm -hmm. So that she would have, she has multiple Latina friends, some with brown hair, some with black hair. Get get her a doll that looks like your child. She has a white friend with blonde hair. She has a she's a, a guy friend who's got, you know, red hair or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Get her a doll that looks like your, your child, child. Yeah. and that way she will have a multicultural yeah. you play smart. set. You smart. That was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So but in terms of the race talk regarding white supremacy or racism in America, that has really started to happen probably this year. So at about five and six years old, because now in kindergarten and first grade, they are talking about uh, Black History Month. They talked about Martin Luther King Jr. They're starting to really talk about historical figures. And in fact, this past week, oh, sorry, last week, Tatum had to do a paragraph about a soldier because it was Memorial Day and she had to do a paragraph about a soldier who really was heroic in some sort of a way. And so I was like, okay, well, we finna find us a black soldier. Mm-hmm. You sure did. <laughs> you sure did. I found one and I hadn't, I never even heard of him myself. His name is Robert Smalls. Y'all need to look him up. Look him up. Robert Smalls. He did the damn thing. Yeah. Side note. Yeah. Robert Smalls was born a slave and he wanted to buy his his wife mm-hmm. and 
I think he was denied that even though, or they raised the price of the wife when he got however mm-hmm. much money he was supposed to get. Some Something. I don't know the whole, whole, the whole, whole, or the whole lot, a whole lot. I don't know all that. But. <laughs> the cursory review. <laughs> anyway, so he decided to hatch a plan to save not only his family from slavery, but the families of his shipmates mm-hmm. that were on the boat. And they had, he mm-hmm. figured out all of the signals and all of the routes and all of the things that the captain, only the captain would know. And so when the white ship crew got off the ship, the captain and everybody got off the ship to go hang out and I think it was in Charleston yes. or wherever it was in the night, he decided, okay, we out. We out. So this, <laughs> he stole the boat. <laughs> he stole the boat and picked up his family and the other crew, black crew members' families, and then he went through the different ports in mm-hmm. the Confederacy, and he mm-hmm. dressed up like the captain and gave all the correct all signals. signals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they got finally got up to the north and they met a Union Army post, post. Yeah, yeah. they waved a white sheet mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, I'm delivering this boat to y'all, you know, and mm-hmm. I know all they stuff." Mm-hmm. So, and he he even was able to petition to. Abraham Lincoln to let free black men fight in the war for their freedom. Mm -hmm. So he was pivotal in that. So I say all that to say. (laughs) She said all of that. I say all that to say. To say what now? (laughs) We're just starting to have the race conversation with our children and they are six, three, six, and seven. Yeah. Sanai, of course, she's getting cursory just whatever bits and pieces she She gets. But when I was talking to Tatum about why what being enslaved meant and blah 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 Kyrie was like oh I think I remember because in school we talk, we found out about a lady who they were only allowed to sit in the back of the bus that's his that's mm. his whole knowledge of racism right there mm. <laughs> and that's <Wow>. not right <laughs> that's not right <laughs> so we're just now starting to have the talk and with all what's going on this week we will be having more of the talk. Oh, this is going to be a whole lot more to talk. a whole lot of talking going on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Welcome to the Black Spark Speak. Oh, shit. Drop it, drop it, drop it. knowledge. Life hacks and shit. It took global unrest. It took 11 days, not even 11 days, maybe 9 days before the charges were raised. It took multiple more deaths of protesters. Mm-hmm. And that old man in Boston getting his head, Buffalo, getting his head bust open. And myriad social media videos Mm -hmm. of police instigating violence. Mm -hmm. And random friggin' conspiracy theory shit about Antifa and random bricks being left all over the country. Mm Mm-hmm. For them to arrest the four people, <laughs> the three additional people mm-hmm. that we said y'all should have done from jump, mm-hmm. and to reopen the Breonna Taylor case, mm-hmm. and to start revisiting a number of the other incidents that have occurred mm-hmm. throughout this nation. My concern is that if it takes this much to get you to nudge, mm-hmm. ooh, we got a lot of work ahead of us. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of why I've been feeling even more overwhelmed. Like every time we progress, and move in whatever direction we're moving in, I'm like, oh, that takes actual work. Are we ready for that? Like, I'm concerned right now because I'm inspired by what is happening. And I'm also, like, the way I view the structural inequalities, I'm like, 
yes, Black Lives Matter, and we need to fix all of that stuff. And when you get to the undergirding principles and the foundation of the society, the capitalism is what is driving the division in race, which was created all these other structures. So I'm like, are you really going to dismantle all of this to yeah, so properly set it up? Right? And so because that is a final answer for me. I got to break this whole shit down if you want to have any sense of equality. And so I'm internally struggling with are we ready to actually do the work that's needed to be done mm-hmm. but i'm here for it and i would love to see it done and would love to participate in it so what the black spark wants to say this week is get yourself ready because we got a lot of work to do well that's what i had to say but i heard there was something i needed to know though it's so stupid <laughs> <laughs> it's nia's need to know it's nia's need to know it's nia's need to know yes it's my turn well to piggyback to piggyback yeah, off of piggyback that, on it. to piggyback on it <laughs> <laughs> to piggyback off of that i'm going to say there was a Zoom meeting with the LAPD oh, commissioners. Oh, I forget which day of the week it was, but baby, it was hours and hours of Los Angeles residents just dragging. It was a roast. They were dragging terrible. those commissioners. Oh, it was <laughs> glorious. It fed my soul. And I'm going to play one of them for you. You so well. I did post it on Instagram, but I'm going to I'm going to Come play on, bring it, it back, bring it back. I am a white Jewish man who lives in Koreatown. I want to first say to the white people who have just realized that this is how the police act, shame on you for not listening to black people who have been yelling about this for decades and centuries. Hi, Chief Moore. I'm talking specifically to you, but I'm directing my comments towards the commission as well. I would normally start by saying all due respect, but respect is something that's not given, it's earned. We pay your officers to respect the community, but they need to earn that respect in return. You've sat here with your mask on, fiddling around on your desk, and you ask for respect? Your words ring hollow. Actions speak ten times louder, and your actions were to shoot innocent, peaceful protesters who were exercising their First Amendment right to free speech and peaceable assembly with rubber bullets, which are metal bullets coated in rubber and can kill a human being at close range and tear gas and as well attack them with batons. And you think that's okay? The narrative is that police are allowed to act this way when they get scared. If you scare so easily, why are you police? You claim to want to listen, but your actions, in your actions, you refuse. You want to change this system, start by resigning in shame and follow it by doing everything that Reggie just asked you to do. Who has been out with the brooms and the tools cleaning up the mess? The citizens. The police do not care about the people. And as a message for Eric Garcetti, your political career is over. The people will not forget that you turned a blind eye to militarized police shooting and gassing their own citizens. The LAPD is akin to the Gestapo and needs to be defunded and dismantled. And to the commission, upgrade your Zoom account with all that fucking money. I yield my time. (laughs) <laughs> it was hours. Hours of that. And hours. Like nine or ten of, of those. like everybody ending with, fuck you, I yield my time. I was like, yo, y'all, wow. <laughs> I yield my time. Fuck you. Suck a dick. Wow. Yeah, it, it was, was awful. It was amazing. Oh, it, it lifted my spirits. So, yeah. 
I mean, we've spoken about this before. <laughs> I'm just laughing at the, the juxtaposition of how terrible they are to people <laughs> with the outcome of lifting a spirit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, y'all gay. No, because here's what, here's what had happened. Mm-hmm. I was sitting here last Saturday watching the protests in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I was watching on CNN, mm-hmm. and I saw an actor, the... Um, the actor yeah, from Insecure, Kendrick Kendrick Sampson, I believe his name is. I saw him on CNN. He was right in right in front of the police, and they were starting to get to pushing and shoving. And I was like, "Yo, he usually be on live." So I went on Instagram Live, and I was actually able to see and hear what he was seeing and hearing mm-hmm. and saying, which I couldn't see all of what I couldn't hear all of what they were saying on CNN. Mm-hmm. CNN is like, yeah, you know, it's getting tense and, you know, we don't really know what's going on. It's getting tense, but I can hear from Kendrick, look, we're being peaceful. We're not doing anything. You all are not letting us pass. You all are putting up this random fake boundary, pretty much so they couldn't get into Beverly Hills because they had been walking peacefully for miles and miles and everything was fine, but as soon as they started to try to go up into Beverly Hills, the police put up a barrier. Protect property. Yeah. And so... As soon as the police put up a barrier and started getting all tussly with people, that's when their car went up in flames. <laughs> went up in flames. Mm. So everybody was peaceful until the cops started being like pushing and shoving, and then the tear gas and the batons and all of the stuff. Like, like pretty much what I've seen. I, I hadn't been a proponent for defund the police, but yeah. now I am because because I'm starting to see like it's not saying we don't. It's not. I mean, some people are saying abolish the police, and I'm not exactly sure what that looks like. But I do know and agree that there needs to be a reimagining of what, of what public service and mm-hmm. safe safety public looks safety like. and yes. looks like. Yes. And someone was saying, if someone is calling you on a distress call, we don't need someone showing up with a gun. If someone right. is is calling you for some kind of mental health right. thing, we don't need someone showing up with a gun. If somebody is calling you for a robbery in progress and they didn't say anybody had a weapon, we don't need you to show up with a gun. Yeah. Like There are so many instances where we don't need you to show up with a gun and people come with riot gear on. And guns so, drawn. And guns drawn and not ready to listen at all. So that's problematic. On the flip side of it is that cops don't know who has guns. No, they don't. And so that's, an, that's, yeah, so that's another that's another issue, and I completely understand that, and that goes back to what Adai is saying. You have to like re redo everything, everything, because if if the people have you know AKs, yep. <laughs> then the police don't know what they're walking into. Yep. But also, the police are also at a disadvantage because. Everything else has been defunded. Mental health services and social yes. services and all this stuff has been defunded. And so because the cops themselves have sucked all of the rest of the budget, so they are who we call for mm-hmm. these mainly mm-hmm. social yeah. issues. Yeah. When we should be calling social workers, we should be calling, you know, adoption and 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 what are the foster care and all like all of these mm-hmm. other things, all of these other people should be called. Mm-hmm. Okay? Or we need to create new social services yep. to handle these things because yep. we've defunded where what happened to all the mental health facilities what oh, happens yeah, what 80s. happened to all of the shelters yep. so we need to take from the police budget that mm-hmm. that's used to give them tanks and fucking armored vehicles and dumbass Drones shit and, and we need shit. to give it back into the community back into our schools back into our mental health facilities back into our social services so we ain't got to call the dude with the gun every time some shit pop right. off yeah it's not fair to us and it's not fair to them 
All right, that's on a tangent because that was not what I was trying to say. Y'all need to know. Oh, Jeez. Damn. We need to get it together. <laughs> My shit was poignant today. What's up with you? Okay, so you need to know <laughs> that the internet and the the gays came out to drag Lindsey Graham on Twitter. Mm. Apparently, his name his his alias is Lady G, and all of the all of the gay escorts in D.C. know him as Lady G, and they are all in have non-disclosure agreements so they can't talk about their relations with Lady G. And so, anyway, people are saying that either Trump or Russia knows about Lady G's Lady G-ism, and that's why he's sucking on Trump's cock so much. Because from the beginning, when Trump started, Lindsey Graham was not for him. He was like, he, if, we, if we nominate him, we will get beat and we'll, we deserve it. I think he's an idiot. I think he's a Democrat. Like, he was saying all this horrible stuff about Trump. Then Trump got into office, and now he's, like, the biggest Trump fan. It was, like, the most disgusting 180 ever. And people were like, what happened to Lindsey yeah, Graham? Yeah. What happened? So, yeah. anyway, lots of people think it's this he Lady G. Yeah. Mm. Lady G. Wow. Yes, honey. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we found out this week that India Ari and Chris Tucker have been dating for 13 years yeah. since 2007. And no one has known about it. And that is That's what beautiful. I call beautiful black love right there. Okay. Keep your shit on the lodo. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody mm-hmm. need to know all y'all's business. Mm-hmm. It's like Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like, don't nobody, don't nobody need to know all y'all stuff. No. You know? So I, I appreciate her for protecting her relationship like that. Just before we release this episode, we learned that this is in fact not true and they are not dating. Can't believe everything you hear on the internet. And lastly, y'all need to know, we need to clap it up. We need to get a clap track. We gotta clap track. <laughs> I got clap tracks. We need to clap it up for BTS and K-pop stands. So on Twitter... At night, Russia and stupid white people decide to put up all these hashtags to get it to trend. So when you wake up in the morning, you see dumb shit. So when you wake up in the morning, you saw White Lives Matter or you saw Expose Antifa or whatever, whatever. And you always know that that's just stupid ass rednecks in, in Russia. So they, K-pop stands. So K-pop is Korean pop. Yes, I know what it is. <laughs> and BTS is one of the major K-pop groups. Okay. I didn't know that part. <laughs> so the K-pop stands came out strong for Black Lives Matter. Okay. Oh, really? Every time they saw a fucked up racist hashtag, they flooded it with K-pop dancers. Just, yes, just K-pop <laughs> clips, gifts and clips of K-pop videos and songs and dances. To bring attention to, to it. Yes. So, <laughs> so they were overtaking the White Lives Matter Hashtag wow. with K-pop dances and K-pop songs. It. it was glorious. And BTS has donated $1 million to Black Lives Matter. Hmm. It's like, what? Good stuff. Money where your mouth is. Talk about it, allies. That's good stuff. So all of that was amazing. Okay, for this week's send-off. What? Well, what? Let me just say, Finzi told me that it's not just, that's not just allyship. That's an accomplice. You need an account. We need accomplices in this. Yeah. We don't just need people like, oh, I feel for you. Um, let me know how I can help. We need people to take action and to actually turn the tide at those critical times. Shout out to K pop stands. So for this week's send off, I'm just going to end it on a great note and say 
kind of what Adaya said, that I'm going to allow myself to be excited that the world is protesting Mm -hmm. racism, the world is standing up for Black Lives Matter, the world is starting to say, hey, this is happening here too. Hey, this is happening over here too. Mm -hmm. We have colorism. It might not be racism in another country, like in India, it's just colorism. And caste. And caste system. You know, but we have this same issue where we are treated differently on a day-to-day basis just because of the color of our skin, and it really needs to stop. And so I appreciate the Rona for making everybody sit down and be able to actually pay attention. This coalition of people that have been protesting have been young, old, mm-hmm. white, brown, Asian. black, yep, in, in indigenous. Yes. Everybody is out gay, straight, tall, yep. short. Like, everybody, <laughs> everybody is. is out yep. and saying, we thought these all were isolated incidences. But now we're that's seeing... They, that's what they project. Well, well, not just that, but that's what they had time to see. Like, uh, when uh-huh. you're working and you're not paying attention, all of them do seem like isolated instances mm-hmm. because they're not affecting unless you. Like, unless yep. you're black, yep. they are isolated instances. And yep. you don't have any reason to step into my shoes and think that they're not. Yeah. But now that the police are out in the middle of the street beating up old Pushing white people folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and beating up young white girls, mm-hmm. now you're like, oh, no, they don't give a shit about none of us. But mm-hmm. anyway, I said I was going to end it on a good note. So what I'm trying to say is... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I'm going to allow myself to be excited and we are going to tell racism you about to lose your job uh, 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 you about to lose uh, your job get this dance uh, you about to lose your job racism about to lose its job mm, alright because mm. it is detaining us It's been detaining us for quite some time now. All lives are not going to matter until Black Lives Matter. Amen to that. Spark it up. Spark it up, yo. Thanks for checking us out. Remember to follow us on Instagram at the Black Spark Podcast. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. 